Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the quantum realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. As we're talking about infinite mastery and infinite wisdom, we are going to be talking with a beautiful healer teacher today and an author who has written the book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint. Judy Wilkins-Smith is a beautiful practitioner of family constellations and how we can really unlock multi-generational traumas and patterns that literally keep us in a looping cycle and give us extreme liberation so we can be fresh and new with things that are truly ours. For some of us, the patterns that we witness are not even ours. And that's what Judy is here to share with us today. Let's welcome Judy. Thank you so much for being here, Judy. Hi. Lauren, thank you for having me on. I am delighted to be here. We love this because this work that you've done in the past, you've taken it into money DNA and how our programming and ancestral ties um, and patterns to money affects us all along our life. And so what we're going to do today is take this to another level and look at the traumas and the patterns. And um, it really goes into family systems. Before we start, can you share with us what what is this work of family constellations and healing? What is that? Okay, so um, it's often referred to as either family constellations or systemic work in constellations. And what it is, is if we look at systemic work first, that's the study of you within your system. You, Loren, did not just suddenly pop onto planet Earth out of nowhere. You come from a long line of ancestors. And with it, all of their thoughts, their feelings, their actions, their epigenetic imprints, the way that they've wired themselves, that forms what they call the truth. Only it's not the truth, it's their truth. And they can change it anytime they want to. And that's the exciting piece of this work. Constellations are the breakthrough approach where we, we actually at a live event or even at an event like this, what we do is we use representatives for each part of the issue. So you come to me and you say, I struggle with relationships. And we sit and we chat a little bit. We take a history and we identify the relevant parts of that struggle. And then I say to you, okay, Loren, I want you to set it up for me the way that it feels for you. So you're taking out of what's in your head and putting it in front of you where you can see it. Now you're engaging sight or vision, hearing, you're speaking it, you're touching it, you're walking through it. And because you're doing that, you're having embodied insights. So I know that we often talk about those aha moments. These are what you see every time that there is a constellation happening, whether it's to the client or, by the way, to somebody watching or participating as a representative. So what we're doing is you're literally making the invisible visible and the unconscious conscious and learning that you're quite adept at, at tuning into other people's systems, which is what you do every day without knowing that you're doing it. So all that we've done is codify this and bring it to people to say, if you want to level up, if you want a new kind of life, here we go. 
Transformation 101 in your hands. And by the way, it's also Genealogy 3.0. All right. Oh, okay. Judy has just popped off. So let's let her get back on. We were talking about how it's a Mercury retrograde. And so we'll just give her a moment. She should drop, drop back on momentarily. Yes. Okay. Hi, Judy. There you are. We'll give you Zoom a moment to catch up with us. We love these aha moments. There you are. Hello. Fill me up. Please don't do that again, Zoom. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so we love how um, this presents us in with aha moments as we look in and we see our programming and we see ourselves. And so is it just this awareness that shifts everything? Awareness is a huge part of the game. And so yes. go ahead there. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That question that you asked, is it our awareness? It's our awareness because for the first time, we're then no longer victim of. We're identifying the pattern. We're understanding how and why it's affected us. But there's another piece that comes with us. That's the gold as well. Not only have we kind of been plagued by this pattern, it's banging us on the shoulder and saying to us, wake up. Because I need to stop so that you can start a new pattern and write a new chapter. That is your purpose. So very often, purpose is sitting right next to what looks like a train smash. And uh, it's ready to take you on a grand adventure if you're ready to look at it. So do you find resistance from people ready to look at those patterns? Because we would first think that, oh, I don't want to look at that. Um, do you find the resistance or do you find that once people move through it, they feel deeper relief because it's kind of like getting to the, the pee in the mattress. It's like out of there and you can now rest peacefully. I right? would say it's a combination. So yes, I do encounter resistance, which I love because I know that what you are resisting, you are protecting. So we're protecting something in the system. When I can see what that is, the invitation is, instead of protecting, how about we move through that and into something that's going to grow both you and the system? So you're not going to lose, you're going to gain. And by the way, so is the system. The system is going to gain as a byproduct of you growing. So people will say, well, I don't want to do that because then I won't belong. Yes, you will. You're expanding the system so that everybody else can come along too. So every time you do that, know that it's never just for you. Beautiful. And so when we heal it in front of ourselves, we're healing it all along the line in that uh, for the future generation as well. That's really powerful. So we would like our Zoom audience to raise your hand if you would like Judy to take a look at you and any of your patterns or traumas. 
Judy, tell us the best way for people to ask their question or what's what's going to happen. Are you just going to peel back the layers one at a time or what's the best way for us to help facilitate this? You know what? There is no best way. Simply ask your question. There are no stupid questions. There are only really good and profound questions. And then it's just looking together and listening to what the person's saying and offering a different idea. Because once we can look at it just a degree differently, we've now got a new thought, a new feeling. We can take a new action. So we've just observed a new pattern into reality, right? And that's the key to unlocking all of those. Wow, that sounds wonderful. So what we're going to do is we it's audio only for the Zoom audience. Is that okay? Or do you want them to? I am great. That's fine with audio only. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Ava, Eva, Ava, you are up. Hi there. You can unmute yourself. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hello. How are you? Sorry, I just uh, popped in. So I am very interested in, in this quantum uh, work. And uh, I just relocated here in France. I was in Africa. So I'm a bit uh, disoriented right now. The only question is, uh, uh, what is your feeling about this, and um, how do we, how do we go forward when we feel a little bit lost in this world, you know, in this time? Okay, so a um, couple of things. First of all, I'm from South Africa, so welcome back from Africa. Thank and, you, pleasure. <laughs> and then second, you know, when we feel lost in, in the world, especially the way it is at the moment, we're actually busy finding, as strange as that sounds. When you feel lost, it's because the box that you're in is now too small. It's telling you it's time for you to grow. And as you grow, so the world grows. So what you want to do is you really want to sit down and ask yourself, where am I stuck? What are my thoughts about that? What are my feelings? And what actions keep me stuck? And when did that start for me? What was happening in my life at the time? And has this ever happened to someone else in my family? Also, because you referred to, to being stuck in the world, what pattern in the world is trying to shift and how can I be a part of that good shift? Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed, because there is a major shift. Of course, we have uh, been through a time with COVID that has transformed, you know, everything. All the dimension now is different. Uh, I know that uh, I feel I am part of this uh, this uh, progression, this ascension. But of course we have resistance and also a lot of things I have to forget or give up and renew all my sense of values and uh, also my skills that I have to change. You know, it's a bit confusing at this time. So you don't want to forget your values, but you do want to grow them up. They always have a place, but often what got you here won't get you there. With the pandemic, it changed things for many of us. I learned more about technology than I ever thought I would need to, but it was a skill I could add. So I think when we look at the pandemic, one of the biggest questions to ask ourselves is, 
what did I gain? Because mm -hmm. we did gain and we gained a lot. But ask yourself, what did I gain? And that's a question if you want to, to move past being stuck, is always to ask yourself two things. In this moment, what more is possible? And what am I gaining? What have I gained from this? Even from a problem, you know, we, we may have a parent we've struggled with. What did I gain from that? Did I learn to be observant? Did I learn to be mindful? Was I kind? What have I gained? And I think we're so good at putting ourselves down. What I would invite, especially at this time in this world, is start championing yourself. Start recognizing what you do well and build on that. You're going to be surprised at how capable you are. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I could say uh, in a few words now that what I gained is to adapt, is to, um, to know that everything could be possible, that we can start from scratch and do new things and create new things, I guess. And, uh, and also the connection with other people in other places in the world and the common, also the common opinions about what's happening the the faith in the different world in the future i guess that's what i could say those are some amazing amazing gains that you've made so be aware of that i would also say that when you're looking at the opinions in the world i would love to see us all start focusing on what what is the potential in the world not what's wrong what is the potential in the world absolutely yes Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for this uh, wonderful share, Julie. Of course. Thank you. Very cool, Eva. And congratulations on your move. You are a global globetrotter. <laughs> you are a globetrotter. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much Thank for you. this encouragement. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I love that, Judy. Thank you so much. Those are really important questions um, in our life in every situation to ask because it really moves us into a contemplative space where right. we have the answer. The answer uh, comes. We could say it's from our higher self or our guides or just our heart. It moves us into seeing a bigger perspective. And I absolutely love I'm going to start crying here because it just rings true for me. This perspective of what is the potential of the world. If we all said that every day, for those who still watch the news or peek at the news, if we take that perspective when we do so or looking out at the world, wow, we can see our, our duties, can we not? We can see where we can step in and step up and be of service in whole new ways. So that's a really powerful one. And you know, it 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 helps us overcome this gap of polarity. There is a lot of polarity, but yet I really am, I will be eternally optimistic that the world and everyone in it all wants the same thing. We absolutely want peace, happiness, joy, love, abundance, all of this. And so if we can uh, always take that perspective, I think the world will be 
a better place faster and more people will get it. And that is what everyone watching and listening here is offering is a chance for people to be influenced by this vibration of us holding or looking at the potential of the planet. Beautiful. Awesome. Okay. So we are going to go now to a next person. We are taking questions with Judy Wilkins-Smith. She is working family constellation or systemic uh, work. Here is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. You can unmute and ask a question. Thank you. Um, so thank you so much. I love hearing what you have to say, and I love this interview. So I discovered um, I my ancestors are from the Ukraine and my uh, and and Russia, and when the war broke out last year, I think it was February. Um, I became so overwhelmed and angry and afraid and filled with grief. Um, my most recent ancestor came over a hundred years ago. My father's mother. And I was filled with so much rage and fear that my life was just, uh, it was, and it was, you know, still, in, we were knee deep in COVID. And I, I just watched myself having this reactivity. And then there were the Uvalde murder shootings of school children in Texas um, and a number of months later. And I was just reeling so much. And I, I know that I, coming from a Jewish background that I know about persecution, I know about the internalization of patterns and things like that. And my ancestors have been visiting me for the past three years, <clears throat> one by one, and wanting to be witnessed and healed. And it's been quite a overwhelming process, actually. And then it got very, even more intense at the beginning of this year and last year. But my question is, Judy, once you realize when one of your main kind of uh, patterns, which is my reactivity to injustice. Uh, what I have, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my own personal work and I'm part of groups and different things, but I wondered from your point of view, once you realize your key, a key trauma aspect that obviously for me is intergenerational, what would you suggest? Okay, so I love this because you've got all of the, the victims, so to speak, all smooshed together. I mean, they're all over the place. Um, and I think one of the first things to do is acknowledge this is coming to me because I'm the one who can become a change agent. If I listen to your, your um, whole lineage, there is a story or, or a, a theme of persecution, war, rage, unkindness. And of course, as I said earlier on, it sits right next to your purpose. Your purpose, Lisa, is joy, freedom, happiness, um, really representing all without judging any. Um, because there has been so much judgment, you're the one who gets to hold the space exactly for what's possible. What is the potential here? If I, Lisa, in fact, I'm, I'm going to, if you don't mind, because you, you come from Jewish lineage, I actually had somebody who is, is Jewish who said to me, you don't understand. We suffer a lot and we were born to suffer. 
And my comment to the person was, and for as long as that is the truth for you, the next generation and the next generation and the next generation will have the same. When are you going to turn this around for the next generation? Because if joy comes through you, if holding the space comes. I think there is the, oh, okay. I, what, is Judy there okay. still? Yes, yeah, she'll jump back on. Um, it's important that we hang on to what she was saying. She's like, when are you going to, to be that change and um, create the space for it? Okay. All right. So let's just give a moment. Mm -hmm. Is um, there she is? She's coming back on. So we were we we lost you at. Um, can you hold a space? Yes, I am so sorry. I don't know what is going on with this internet, but here we go. So, can you hold the space? Can you be the joy? Can you be the new potential? Because what you're holding, remember how I asked, um, are we aware that we can sense into our systems? You are having an intense version of sensing into your system. And because you're able to do that, you're also able to sense ahead of your system. So you're the one who creates that new potential, moves beyond all of the 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 anger, the rage, the, the being put upon, um, you're, you're the great hope. It's exactly why that pattern has come to you. It's asking you to please change it, elevate it, and turn things around so that people look at you and they say, oh my goodness, you have Ukraine in your lineage, you have Russia in your lineage, you came from a, a, a lineage of Holocaust survivors or victims, and look at you, and you get to say, I am the joy that they never got to be. That's me. I am the joy that represents Ukraine, Russia, the Holocaust. I am the product of that. They all did their piece, and, and they all gave up things and created patterns. I get to be the reason that that matters. Mm. That's, that's beautiful. Um, I really appreciate what you're saying. I actually have been uh, a songwriter for 50 years. And one of the ways in which I, I express all of this is through music. And, um, and actually, one of the jo joys and the gifts that came to me during COVID when this isolation is that um, uh, autobiographical songs came through in the form of musical theater style of uh, music that expresses a certain amount of this, not like completely directly, but indirectly. So it was, that's been really wonderful to have that gift arrive at my doorstep. And um, then also I realized that, Judy, that um, this was my responsibility to change the pattern within myself. I love that. I love that you said that there are two important things. Number one, responsibility doesn't mean it has to be heavy. It's, it's got to have wings and you can do that. But number two, do you realize that by those autobiographical pieces coming through, you are literally the voice of your ancestors? 
I, I, I feel that. I feel that. I feel, um, yeah, I mean, I just wrote a song about shadows the other day, and um, I, you know, it was coming through so strongly. Um, you know, shadows, tell me what I think and feel, shadows, da-da-da-da-da. And so it was really channeling. I channel uh, through my songs, and um, so I'm... I'm receiving the healing messages and the important ways of communicating uh, how to how to express and trans transmute through this material. And um, oh, I have a challenge for you. Yes. <clears throat> when you write, I want to hear the song about the light. Oh, you know what? I I have written songs about the light, and actually. <laughs> I wrote a song at the November, thank you for saying that, November 2022, it was, Lisa, there's a light. <laughs> I, I would say that, Lisa, you were being told something profound, profound. Thank you so much, Judy. This is You're really so a welcome. gift. That's this beautiful. This is such a gift. Thank rewrite you so the songs, rewrite the sad songs. Now, give them their place but give the others that are wanting to emerge also place through you. My, yes, thank you. My, my response and attitude towards every feeling and thought is make a place for it. You know, that's a, a really a smart thing it. to do because you're making space for everything in your system and everything and everyone has a place. And when you give it a place, you are richer from behind and able to pass that forward. Yeah, that's the way we become whole when we when when we bring the parts of ourselves together that are disparate and um, possibly in you know places that shadows or whatever. When we hold all of those parts together, just like as we hold all the parts of everyone in the world, it's there's a whole there's you can look at the internal process and the external process. And I often think of as I'm harmonizing different parts of myself. That's the same process the world needs to go to through. It really does. If we would give each other all our own space and then and then again, look at what's incredible here, what's possible here, what do we want to do? If we all start to turn to what we want to do and what, what's possible in really elevated ways, everybody gets to be happy. Everybody, there is no limitation. I totally agree. And there's such a strong life force that exists within us. You know, the, if COVID taught us anything, it's that the life force within us wants to break through the darkness, wants to break through the despair and the hopelessness and the fear into the light so that we can actualize and transform and transmute and create anew. That's really it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love it, Lisa. Thank you so much. You are singing it free, sister. You are singing it whole. You are singing it into love. Beautiful. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank, Thank you both. And uh, I want to extend an invitation for you, sister. I, every year we do Soul Shine. And if you write a song and you want it to be out there for our group, we were happy to share that with our, our uh, audience. I would love that. Thank you so much. I'll, I'd love to be in touch with you about something like that. Okay, sing it. 
so beautiful that you are, you've got this. I mean, you actually, isn't that a, a remarkable Judy? She actually like figured it out herself <laughs> through the she singing. Figured it out. And she figured it out and now she knows she, what Lisa, I think, has gotten is she doesn't get to stew. She gets to brew. She's got to do something with that, and it's got to shine. Wow. Shine on. We can feel the power in that. And this is helping all of us because, you know, um, in a general perspective, it's great to have a facilitator like you to help pinpoint areas. But in a general perspective, whatever is nagging us, we got to go into and follow it and stop it once and for all. And uh, that's where when we were working with the emotional DNA around money, this was really huge. And that was, you know, I think all of us for the, the majority of us, not all of us, we can see people who are really good at money or good with money. But the majority of us, whether we have a lot or a little, are programmed in, in these ways. We'll talk about ways that people can participate in larger courses with you. I'm going to go to the next person. This is Colleen. Colleen, hello. You can unmute yourself and ask a question. How are you doing? Hi, Lauren. Hi, Judy. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm doing well, thank you. Um, it's it's so funny that you just brought up money because that is kind of the question I was going to ask was, um, why do I have such difficulty keeping money? Okay. Um, I yeah. seem to be able to, to um, have it, but then as soon as I have it, I want to uh, buy everybody something or, you know, spend it. So next thing you know, I'm, I don't have any more. I'm back to square one again. Okay. So into the money DNA a little bit. Your, your money <laughs> DNA is a result of all of these beautiful patterns from your ancestors or something that is a, a precipitating event for you. So when you want to spend it or you want to give it up, what are the thoughts that you have around that? You've got the um, money. Now what's the thought? Mm -hmm. um, I, think, I think I want to do good with it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure. Okay, so I'm going to just try a couple of things. I want to do good with it is great. And by the way, if you allow it to grow, and you give it a place to flow, the more you have, the more you can do good with it. You want to fill your cup first before you go running around filling everybody else's because then you're continually depleted. But when you, when you fill your cup, not only can it begin to grow its branches and begin to do its compounding, but then you can take from there and it means you're always able to pick that fruit, the tree doesn't die. So you want to be aware of that piece. Often what happens is you may have come up with, with messages from parents or grandparents that say, don't be greedy, be nice, always share money is bad uh, you either have love or money you either have relationships or money so it's always poor old or money so money gets a really bad name or you know what my currency is I like to share I like to share with everybody all the time because that's how I'm loved and that's what people know me for 
But if you're sharing at your expense, it's really your balance of give and receive, which you'll learn about in, uh, during the workshop, that your balance of give and receive is off. And so the universe can't keep and money can't keep filling because you're, you're, you're literally saying to money, thank you, goodbye, thank you, goodbye. And money's going, wait, I didn't, and it's gone. You're not giving it a chance to play and grow with you. You're not giving it a chance to kind of see what it can become in your world and then picking the fruit of that, which you can use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, too, I'm also afraid that um, if I do have it, if I keep it and I have it in the bank, that it will um, disappear or you know, be taken away. So I, I almost feel like I have to spend it before it's taken. I love that. So now you're getting into a very systemic piece. And the question is, who in your family or who in your community had money that was taken away? Mm -hmm. Who lost it? Somebody, somebody lost it. Because in your brain, it's, that is not safe. If I have it in the bank, often you'll see this after something like the Great Depression. We had it in the bank. The banks collapsed. My money went. Uh-uh. And three generations down, we've got kids going, ah, no, if it comes, I'm spending it. Because otherwise, if I don't spend it, somebody else is going to take it away. So the invitation to you is to look in your lineage somewhere. Somebody lost money or money wasn't safe. Or you've gotten a message that says, hey, holding on to money is not safe when it's in. Just put it out there. So you're not building your own beautiful adventure with money. You're responding to an old pattern and you want to change that. You want to say to money, hey, how about I put a little bit of you over there and watch you grow and I can still do a bit. That way you can sort of make your way slowly from one to the other. But I would say that you're probably caught in a systemic trance of an ancestor for whom it was not safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that um, it makes sense. And then for you, the new sentence is, hey, money, you belong with me. We can be friends. Come sit with me for a while. Let's figure out where we want you to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's bringing up a lot of emotions for me. Just, you, just hearing you say that. Because so many of us are taught that money is just a commodity. It's actually a friend and a relationship. And we're taught to not think that way from very small. And your tears, when I went for my first money walk, I started speaking to money and I found myself in tears too because I realized that as a little kid, I loved money. I thought it was gorgeous. You could do stuff with it. It was fun. And then I bumped into real life. And suddenly I wasn't friends with it anymore. And it, it took me quite a long while to sit down and have a conversation with money and say, hey, can we be friends again? Can you teach me what it's like to be a friend around you? Can we be together? It took a long time, but it was super worth it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, that, um, that's a beautiful message. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you, Colleen. Awesome. And that is a beautiful um, 
a, a beautiful uh, example of the ways that we carry the emotions of money in our DNA and how it affects us all along the way. And then we can break out of it with the awareness again. And, and so it, it touches an emotional cord and it just doesn't have to be that way anymore. So I want to, I'm popping a link into the Zoom chat box because this is a link to Judy's special offer. We're going to go back to more um, questions. If, if our Zoom audience has a question, please raise your hand and we'll get to you. But Judy, there there was a money DNA course that we did together and it went over all of this so deeply and it was really beautiful and very effective. So that's part of your special offer, but we also have another one coming up, which is illuminating the depths of your emotional DNA inheritance. And this is a live course that's coming up. And I just would like you to talk a little bit about that because these examples that we're going through with the audience is a great um, example of how we unravel it all. So when we get together for this course, we're going to learn so much more. Can you share details on what that course is about? Absolutely. So in part one, part one is really the theory and you want to pay great attention to that. It's not boring theory. You get to interact with me the whole way through. But what I teach you is what systems are made of and how they belong, how you belong in them and how there are all the clues that you need to switch your stuck emotional DNA into thriving DNA, emotional DNA. So what happens is you start to switch up relationships, careers, money, you name it. I, I teach you as well that everything that you're bumping heads with is actually a clue and how to see that clue and decode that clue so you can use it. What we don't realize is that we're in the middle of a giant game and adventure in our lives. And for those of you who go, but I'm stuck, I'm always stuck. I will challenge you because I'm willing to bet that just about every one of you plays at least one game on either your computer, your smartphone, wherever it is. And if you do, the question is this, if you fail a level, what do you do? You do it again. And you fail a level, you do it again, and you do it again until you crack it. Why? Because you want to get to the next level. That is the game that we're in with systemic work and constellations. You are part of a very long lineage and a very long line of patterns. And so far, there are some that have been amazing because you always have both and some that keep you stuck. And instead of you going fail again, fail again, fail again, what you're going to do is either fail up because we will teach you how, or you're going to completely transform that. Now, when I do live events, you, you also get to see that in this one with Lauren, we're going to do that in part two of the, the workshop where I will actually have a board with um, figurines so that you can see it dimensionally and begin to get the idea of what that looks like. But you actually get to see why, what you're feeling, thinking, um, acting on and reacting to is so important, how it's formed your or the truth 
only it's actually your truth. And you're going to get to see that you are absolutely not a victim in this world. You're totally a master in waiting. You're quite able to switch it up if you get the, cl the clues and the keys. So we're going to give you the clues and the keys. Okay, beautiful. Um, it is really a beautiful space to be in. I love the group synergy as well. It actually amplifies things. And what is uncanny about the whole process is that someone's question relates to the rest of us, or it's very common that it helps the rest of us. It's like, oh, well, I feel that way too. Um, you know, although was it, uh, it was Lisa, Lisa, you know, um, we have different stories for sure. But as you were going through your healing from that and, and expressing your songs that you bring forward, I felt that too. And so it activates something within us. And so that's this group synergy that we're talking about. Someone's asking, what are the dates and the times for the live workshops? Yes, both of these, part one and two, for the illuminating the depths of your emotional DNA inheritance, it's coming up in October. Both of those are live at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So join us. And if you can't join us live, you get the recordings as well. And again, I wanted to say the DNA, the money DNA. Oh, my gosh, that was beautiful. We had people in the in-between weeks totally shift their energy and um, made some great strides in that sense. And again, it's emotional. It's the emotional, it's emotional. And when we get to the bottom of that, we see the real shift. It's quite remarkable. All right, so that link is there for all of you. And thank you for checking it out. We really look forward to seeing you. We now have Susan. Hi, Susan. You can unmute yourself and say hello. Okay, there you go. Hi, Hi. Lauren. How are you? Good. Hi, Susan. Good to see you again. Thank you. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Hi, Judy. How are you, ma'am? Hi, Susan. Good. Nice to see you. Thank you. Um, Lauren knows, Lauren actually has helped me a lot in this journey in the last couple of weeks. I thank you for that, Lauren. Um, I have a site challenge problem, which I've been working on. But there's some kind of patterns right now that are interfering with my healing. I've done energy work. I'll come four steps ahead and go five steps backwards. I get aha moments where all of a sudden I can see something, you know, and acknowledge it and see it clearly. And within five seconds, it's gone. Then maybe two weeks later, I have another aha moment. It's gone. I cannot hold for more than five seconds the aha moment. So I've okay. done energy now into the physical realm of it, trying to do physical work with it. But what patterns are kind of like stopping me and always sending me backwards? So it's interesting when you say you can't hold on to it for very long. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder immediately um, who in the family system couldn't hold on to success, health, wealth, whatever it was. Who had it for a split second and then it was gone? And, and my other question would be, what is it that I'm not allowed to see or hold on to? Who had something that they were not allowed to see or hold on to? Because my, it's, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I know after my father passed, my mom said to me, I used to hear them have conversations since I was born with the severe eyesightedness problem. They felt responsible for it. And my dad was always afraid I would go blind and he didn't want to see that, nor my mother, which she brought up after he passed away. Wow. Okay. So they didn't want to see it. And so you don't see it. And so one of the first things to do is to say, this is what I have. And I'm looking for you, mom and dad, who couldn't look, I'm looking and I see this. The minute you acknowledge that what's been hidden and what's been excluded can have its place. It's not so terrifying, mom and dad. Look, here I am. I've managed this. I see this. It's very much about the seeing because it's not just physical sight. It's also in internal sight. You're looking internally and you can't see because it's not allowed. So the other piece that I would say to you that you absolutely want to go to is I am allowed to look. I am allowed to see. I am allowed to keep that with me. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, as you're talking about that, I started getting the, like the sadness, you know, like um, the emotional sadness, it just like started really coming through. And I wonder whose sadness that is. Is it mom or dad who felt responsible? Now I'm going to do a flip on you. So mom and dad felt responsible because you had um, eyesight problems. But I didn't blame them. I know, but they did. And now you're holding it very gently for them. And what I would say to you is, can you tell mom and dad what gifts you've received because the eyesight is not so good? Well, they're both gone. Doesn't matter. You think they can't hear you? Think again. They're right there. If you were to say out loud to the group here, here are yes. the pieces that I've gained because of the sight. What would those be? Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't understand the question. Can okay. So I'm, I happen to be short-sighted. What have I gained from that? I have very good hearing. Yes. I'm also very attuned because I've learned to tune into other aspects because without my glasses, life is not going to be pretty. So, so what I've, I've gained is the ability to sense, to hear really well, and right. to be able to see things very quickly, just very quickly. What have you gained? My hearing over the years, yes, it's more enhanced. Um, I'm more intuitive. There you go. I, I can pick up on people's feelings and stuff like that. I'm more kind of right. like sensitive towards them or whatever. More compassion, more empathetic, I guess. And so here's the thing. When we realize that we are born and, and created exactly the way that we need to be, for us to, to make a difference in the world and to have an adventure, then what was sad for your parents, you look at and go, this was a gift, guys. Look at everything else that I've got. Mm -hmm. and, and so that sadness that they held, you can, you can really say to them, I know you guys were sad and you didn't want to look. It's okay to look and look at what I've got. Look 
at what I've got. For you, looking and seeing is very, very important, both yes. internally and externally. Yes. And this yeah. is my struggle right now because <laughs> my husband right now is, you know, with me being so sight challenged, he has to help me with everything, I mean, with the computer and stuff, which Loren knows down the road. And I want to get back to my independence. I, I one time I could see, then all of a sudden this just started going downhill. And mm -hmm. it's like, why can't I get back to that point where I was at? I mean, it's, it sounds weird, but no, it doesn't sound weird. I, I would, I would be asking first a couple of things. Medically, is there a reason? That would be the first. If there is yes. not, there is. Yeah, okay, there so is. talk to me about that. Okay, I have what they call retinal degeneration. It's not macular. Okay. The retina is, I was born already with severe, severe nearsightedness. So I've had this all my life, but yet I could see at least, you know. Sure. And then um, I had a massive car accident with severe brain injury. Well, then the eyes started going downhill after that. So I did energetic work. I did physical work, you know, to try to heal it. But there was always like something in the way, like almost like a brick wall. And it was like, that. what, what am I doing wrong? I think that's what I was asking myself. And um, so, but yet I'd have those all home moments, like I said. So I thought, okay, the other side is telling me if you keep working hard and believe you're going to have success and you will see again. And I kept believing in this, and yet I'm still going backwards. It's like, okay, what's next? That's a good question, by the way, because I wonder what's next. Something is absolutely trying to emerge. So there are two things. Number one, you may not be seeing with these, but you may be seeing more internally. I'm going to go back to sight and seeing is very important. Number two, the first sentence I want you to put down is, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. The question you want to ask yourself is, what do I need to do that's right? And one of those is going to be put down the sadness, acknowledge it, give it its place. But then, and the body is so good at this, once we can start to relax, which sounds very easy to do until somebody tells you to do it, ask me, been there, and I wanted to welcome. But if you could start to relax the body, <clears throat> and you allow it to do its own natural piece. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it is able to look at beginning to heal itself. Okay. Now, I don't know what that looks like. It could be medical. It could be the internal piece. I would suggest as well. Lorena, are you okay if I suggest a book? There is a book by Joe Dispenza called You Are the Placebo, and I believe it is also uh, in audio. Okay. So that's a very good one. And the other thing that may help you is if you were to go to my website, which Lauren has, there, are, there is, I don't know which of your parents you need to work with, but there are meditations that will take you through a constellation and back. And there, there may be a pattern there that you actually want to change up. Um, it, it was both of them. I think I know they, they were so protective of me because they felt responsible. So maybe in my DNA, they kind of passed this on 
you know, the responsibility. And I don't know. Two things. They felt responsible, so you felt broken. The fact of the matter is they were responsible for bringing a child into the world. Beautiful. We never know what we're going to get, but we do know that there is a purpose. We do know that. So, so that's the one, what is yours? Um, so, and, and as for your being responsible or, or them being responsible and something broken in you, you're not broken. You were never broken. You, you came in and you're adding layers. They may not look like everybody else's, but then most people's don't look like anybody else's. What you've got to do is you want to work with your layers, not their layers, because if you keep holding their sadness, how do you move forward? I don't. You don't. I don't. So I think you brought up a very deep-seated thing that probably I just buried so deep. I didn't want to deal with it. And I love that you had the courage to ask. It takes courage to ask. I love people who who come to me because they're sick and tired of being sick and tired and they're tired of the excuses because those are the people who start to shift. So don't ask yourself what's wrong. Keep asking yourself, what now? What now? And then. But you absolutely want to look for where is the happiness? Where is the gift? And by the way, you can say to your mom and dad, um, thanks for life. I'm not defective. I'm really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with me. Let's look what I got. Okay. That makes sense. I have to shift the, to the positive instead of the negative. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the meaning that you make of that and the, the thoughts, the feelings and the actions are what's going to shift you. And I, I feel deep in my heart that the physical path now I'm taking, which my husband, thank God for him, is helping me with, I feel that's it's going to help me down the road to regain the physicality of it. But I also have to heal, like you said, the emotional aspect of it. Absolutely. And you know what? Here's what I always say to people when they say, everybody's told me it's impossible. I don't know who everybody is, but you may want to file everybody who is in file 13 for a while. You keep doing everything you can keep doing and you don't let anybody rain on your parade. That's true. Right. That's why I keep pushing forward because it's, it's, I'm going to be successful and I'm not going to stop now. Oh yeah. It's just going to happen. There is no point to stopping. Right. Right. But maybe now you, you've helped me clear the path of the pattern that I can go beyond that now and the stuff actually will start working and keep working instead of stopping and starting. Absolutely. Two things. Don't let anybody steal your joy and celebrate even the tiniest win. I agree with you there. And I haven't, I haven't been doing that in the fullest sense. And I, I mean, I'm at fault for that. I'll admit that. Uh, mm, uh, mm, no, you just haven't been doing it. We don't want to play faults. I haven't been doing it. I'm about to do it differently. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate all your help and you have a blessed day and you too, Loren. So well. I told you, Loren, you're helping me along this journey. 
<laughs> oh, that's so great, Susan. And it's Bob, right? Your husband? Yeah, my Bob. Yeah, my Bob. Bob. Listen to me, my, my Bob. Yeah. What I yes. can just say is that what a great team. That's the gift that came out of this. That um, See, I'm going to start crying now that you guys are going to cry too, because he is so wonderful. He's helped me so much. It's, I can never repay him. (laughs) Oh, you will. You will. You are. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I can't stop this. It's just coming out. Let let it out. I know that's the energy being released. It's been so long in me already. Sue's a great lady. She deserves all the help she can get. Oh, you both are so precious. This is Bob, yes. I'm with (laughs) her. She can't operate the computer. That's perfect. Um, No, you're a great team. Yes, she's a great lady. She deserves it. But guess what? You're a great team. If you've got somebody like you in her corner, she can keep going and keep going and keep going. She may not be able to pay it back or pay you back. She will be able to pay it forward. Well, she owes me nothing. And she's definitely going to win this battle. There we go. I look forward to hearing all about it. Oh, you will. Thank you for all your help. You've been a real blessing. It's been a, a just a real blessing for the both of you today. It, I think now I'm finally going to move forward instead of keep going backward. I just have that feeling now that something got very resolved today. Oh. So thank you to the both of you for that. I'm giving you two thumbs up because you probably can't see that, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I can feel it. I feel your love and energy. And Loren, how about that? And I even feel the support from five people that are listening. And I hope maybe someone else has a challenge like this. I've helped them along the way too. Absolutely. And in each and everybody's own way, in their own form, you absolutely have helped everybody thank you you've even inspired lisa with a new song i think she's going to write about the light being in the wound (laughs) oh boy oh that's cool see it all works together it all works together and susan i'm just um i mean as as judy expressed there's a gift here and you are uh, going to the next level and uh you know this inner sight that you could gain as well who knows? I'm I'm not here to say anything, but I just want to encourage you. And also technology, uh, technology with computers and um, site. I mean, maybe there's new technology as well that helps you get over the hump while you're, right. you've got a great teammate there. Yep. And I want to say one thing about um, Joe Dispenza. Are you familiar with him? No, I'm not familiar with him. Oh, you are in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Judy, for recommending that book. He's got a couple of books. He's got a show on Gaia TV. He, I've interviewed him a couple of times on Healing Conversations. His story is remarkable. He was hit. He was in a triathlon, and he was hit on his bicycle by a Mack truck. Whoa. He was in the hospital for weeks, weeks, told he was never going to walk again. He used this process that he teaches now. For, to really rebuild his body. He walked out of that hospital and he's never been harmed again. Um, so uh-huh. that's Joe Dispenza and his book, Becoming Supernatural is uh-huh. another, uh, the placebo effect is really great. Um, that he's a rabbit hole that, um, wow, that might be it. That's a gift as well. And doing yeah. this work that you did today 
is mm-hmm. absolutely a good lead on all of it. We could feel that emotional release from you. Good luck. And Lauren, before you go ahead, just one other thing, Susan, I hadn't even yes. thought about it actually. I always smile when, when we talk about um, Joe Dispenza. I'm actually what they call an intact quadriplegic. I was t- I had a, a car accident and um, mm-hmm. when they went to do the surgery, they, they told the family, look, it's, the damage is too severe. She wow. will be paralyzed from the neck down. But nobody told me. Good. And so when I woke up, they were one of my colleagues because I worked in a hospital and he was sitting there, he was a neurosurgeon and he was crying. And I said to him, what's the problem? And he said to me, I just wish you would walk. So I did. And then everybody started screaming and I went, what? <laughs> and wow. That's and cool. then they told me, I think uh, about uh, uh, just after that, I would never be able to pick up more than a, an iPhone. And I would never mm-hmm. be able to turn my head more than that. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. when I stopped letting everybody else dictate my limits, things kind of changed. Wow. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Yes. But I don't often share it. I hadn't even thought of that until Lorraine brought it up. I, that is such an incredible story. And that, that we is. Should- that oh my gosh (laughs) that's powerful so so basically the reason why why you're telling me a story is down the road i'm going to get back my eyesight and i'm going to see again well they all told me i wasn't going to walk again and uh, my daughter will tell you they all go well you just slow down mom oh well that's great Oh, Susan, there's someone else I want to, this is for anybody who, who has it, Mayor Schneider, Mayor Schneider, he works mm-hmm. with sight, he works with sight, his <gasps> daughter was born with, uh, maybe it was macular degeneration, he helped uh-huh. her, uh, he helped his children avoid surgeries, and they see, so Mayor, M-E-I-R Schneider, I share that with you, because I think that he may have something for you, Mayor Schneider. Oh, wow. I tried to say spell Schneider. No way. Can you spell? Here's Bob. Can you spell just spell Schneider? Do you know how you spell the last name? How do you spell the S- last name? S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R, Schneider. Mayor Schneider. M-E-I-R, Mayor Schneider. He himself has recovered from uh, eye, eye issues, and this is his big deal, and he has workshops oh. and all so, oh my goodness. Yeah, keep the faith and, and continue networking and believe. I think that's really important. Um, Judy, I, I want to go back to what you said there because with Joe Dispenza and another guy, another guy who was dead for 20 minutes and he was a shaman. And when he came back into his body, he told the people in the medical room, do not tell me, do not, do not tell me your diagnosis. I'm going to walk. He walked out the next morning and that's wow. key. No one told you. And this is what we're going to go over in the workshop is that Absolutely. our brain waves create these patterns. And what you yeah. did, you kept that thought form out. I mean, your soul came in and did a soul healing in a right. way. Beautiful. Yeah, it did. You're right. It yeah. did. It healed up I think, a lot. I think that the piece to know, and we will go over that in the workshop, is when the brain tells the body a story that the body can believe, that becomes the truth. 
Yes. So your brain and your, your head, heart, and gut have got to be aligned. And when that alignment takes place, you know what you know and what needs to happen happens. Okay. Beautiful. Makes sense. Thank you, both of you. I really appreciate all your help. Big hug to you and Bob. Thank you. Thank you and blessings to both of you. And it's it's been a really great day today. I've, I mean... I'm on the road now, really, to recovery for the first time in a long time. Perfect. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, in the chat box, maybe Bob could help you with that. M Marina, thank you, Marina. Mayor Schneider's School for Self-Healing. Awesome. And Lisa, hi, you want to share another comment? Hi. Hey, I, Judy, I want to thank you so much. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I can. And Lorraine, I just want to thank you so much for sharing what you said about quadriplegic. Um, I have been struggling with something for a long time. I had a um, medical operation routine uh, when I was four and a half, um, tonsil operation, and the ether. I found this out from a brilliant medical intuitive uh, a couple of years ago who died of COVID. And um, she looked into my brain and she said I had a biotoxic shock from the ether and that I had it, it and I said well how you know how did this affect me and she said well you went into a deep depression and you dissociated and this was at four and a half years old and you um you had serious learning challenges and I said yes that's exactly what happened and she said and I I had spent years trying to figure out what had happened and I said well how much how much did this affect my life she said by 70 percent no one knew that this happened. I knew that something had happened and I was in quite a difficult state from four and a half to seven and a half. And years later, now I've, I'm semi-retired and I'm mostly writing songs and I live in a community that I do advocacy work for and stuff. But so I, no one ever told me that I couldn't recover from this and I am determined to recover from what happened long ago and how it seriously has affected me in my life. I essentially was in kind of an autistic state for like three years and right, right. have struggled with dissociation. So I, I am determined to heal from this and I'm so blessed to hear you talk about these stories of recovery and it just gives me so much faith because I know I, I'm on the path and I just, I'm, I just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I, I love okay. what you said about the dissociation because it allows us sometimes to still be around. It's almost like we protect by dissociating. Um, one of the first things that I teach people who learn to facilitate this work or, or learn to, to do it is uh, in my classroom or, or in my at my events, you don't get to run off with your, your soul. You've got to stay in your body. It's trying to help you. So there's a lot that we do to keep that grounded. And um, I have a lot of people who will come in and say, I leave my body very quickly. We teach them how to stay in the body, but we also teach them to go back because if you go back to your four and a half year old self, if we were to put a representative up for you and then one for your four and a half year old self, it's really about looking at it and going, I got you. Look mm. what we've become, look who we've become. It's time for us to come together and it's okay. I will hold you when it gets scary out there, but I've grown pretty amazingly. 
It's okay mm. for you to breathe and be happy. And it's okay for you to come back to me. Yeah. And really pull that four-year-old back to you. Um, it's a very brave and courageous little four-year-old that had to go on a, a bit of a journey because the brain went on hold. Mm. But what you can also tell that four-and-a-half-year-old is, guess what? There is a thing called neuroplasticity. And you and I can fix that little piece that went missing. We can do this. Yeah, I love what you're saying. I remember reading the book, um, The Brain That... That Heals Itself yes, by Norman Deutsch, yes. Yes, I remember reading that um, uh, uh, quite a few years ago and thinking, wow, I can do this. And I remember around the age of seven, like a, a witness spirits part of myself stepped in and said, I know this is really hard, but you know, I'm with you and we can do this together. So it's like I there's been a part of me that's been accompanying me, sort of like me accompanying like a special oh, yeah. needs part it's, of me. It's almost like your yeah. observer self. Yes, yes. Yes, and it's a very powerful thing. You want to talk to that observer self and say to it, I need you to help me to remember that I'm courageous, that I can integrate, yes. and that I can think new thoughts, feel new feelings, and take new actions which allow me all to come back together here. I can, your I can do this is, is amazing. Now I want you to say, I am doing this, which is your next skip. I am doing this. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's a nice additional, that's a helpful additional piece to what I'm already doing with myself. And um, yeah, thank you so much. It's, uh, you know, whenever we, um, have significant wounds to deal with with ourselves. I think the most important thing is to bring tremendous compassion to ourselves first because we're a human being having a challenging experience. And then, as you said, all the gifts that come from the wound, like for me, it was compassion, sensitivity, very similar to Susan. Um, and I could even hear it in Colleen, like some a sensitivity that arose in her. And that's we do it, it's in, our, in this human journey we do receive these amazing gifts as a result of our wounds um which sometimes are hard to find and sometimes are pretty pretty clear so yeah no absolutely and what i would say is we talk a lot about and i think this is what we've we've grown up with is these are my these are the wounds right i actually have, i look at them just a little differently it's a little bit like having this whole junk pile and it just comes at you and there's this junk pile. But if we're willing to sit down and sift through it, we begin to see a little bit like when you find gold. Oh, it's not just sand and it's not just stuck and it's not just ugly. Wait, here's a ruby, here's a sapphire, there's a diamond. Okay, so you're literally given like this great big boom of, of sand and told, okay, you want to play a game and have an adventure? Here it is, sift through it, see what you find. And that's what we often call our wounds, but they're actually our come on, come and look places. It's yeah, it's the, the gold within the gold. It's within. Totally the gold within. Oh, thank you for spending this extra time with me, both of you. Thank you so much. Of course. Mm, thank you so much, Lisa. Really appreciate you sharing as well. It's helpful for everyone. All right. We have time for one more. Okay, and let's go to Denise. Hi, Denise. Can you hear me okay? 
Yes, hello. I think so. Um, as, as a 360 of today, um, it's more, what you're saying is so much more than practical spirituality. You know, when you said bringing it back into the body, I have a Russian Jewish background also, and I had um, traumatic ski injuries that I'm still working with um, and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think something so important was um, we get afraid, you know, we think we're going to be stuck in. Uh, also, I had a mother who committed suicide before I was. Okay. In the, so I didn't know what what. I didn't know anything, why or whatever. So you get afraid, oh my God, maybe I'll do that, you know, um, which of course we won't. But to, to know that it's for a reason that we're to move it forward uh, and we're to do what others couldn't. And when things happen to us, we're not stuck in them or anything. It happens so that we can practical spirituality, do something with it and know that we can. And do Absolutely. it for and do it for everyone. You know what you're saying is so. You're like Dr. Joyce Brothers. <laughs> okay. Of, of spirituality, of of you know metaphysical and quantum everything, and it, it's all one thing. It's all our life now. It shouldn't be something outside of us. And we really have the. the there's a reason why it all happens, and we can do something about it if we understand that just what you were saying today, that we can um, pay it forward, bring it forward for our ancestors and for everyone else, not get afraid we're going to get stuck in it or be like them or, you know, oh my God, right? Well, we are my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yes, it's waiting for you to be the magician who brings it forward. The one piece that I would say as well is watch your words. <clears throat> You'll have heard this from so many people, watch your words, but we really don't fully understand what we do with our words. When you use words, you're casting spells on yourself or on others. And that sounds like her. Huh? No. Think of the time the teacher said to you, you are going to be incredible. What did that do for you? You went, okay, here we go. I'm going to be incredible. Or the teacher who said, you're so stupid, you should be quiet. And you never opened your mouth again. She cast it, you bought it, and that was that. The invitation here is, if you're going to cast a spell, let's cast some good ones. Because if you're going to cast good ones, you're going to have an incredible life, the likes of which you did not imagine. That I will promise you. If you start to tune into who you are and what you're capable of, watch out. Well, that's inspiring and exciting because it reminds us of the truth that we have the power. We are the power. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> any, other, any other thoughts or anything that, that comes up after what we've just um, discussed? No, it's, it's really that you, you are the it. You're the one who can and will move things forward. I love when somebody tells me you can't do that. I say, okay, so how can we? I, I don't get stuck in that. No, but you really can't do that. Okay, I heard you, so how can we? And I get very clear that if I, there's something that I want, I'm going to do it and it's going to happen. And 
you can give me all the don'ts you want to. Those I'm not buying. So how could you use how could how could we use those words if we don't know in our conscious mind exactly what we want? Oh, oh, oh! You you want to start knowing what you want. That is really really important. Doesn't matter if it's a piece of chocolate cake. It doesn't matter if it's a candy around the corner. Start knowing what you want. <clears throat> we are taught from very small to not want. That's the exact opposite of the way that the world works. You only move when you want. A baby only walks when it wants. You've got to learn to be a master wanter and invest in it. Don't just want out there like wanna wanna. If you want it, invest in it, go with it, commit to it, you'll get it. Right. And if we don't know the specifics of what we want, other than we want to be happy and we want, you know, just whatever piece of that, stick with that until more pieces come. Here's what you're going to do. You saw my face go all sorts of ways. So right. I want to be happy is very, very vague. Tell me what you would want to do is say, so what does happy look like for me? Happy means I have this, I've done this, I've accomplished this. I'm in the community. I've got my family. I don't have to think about day-to-day -day money hassles. Write down everything that says, this is what happy looks like for me. Okay. Then go make it happen, but be committed to it. The whole piece of your life's journey is, are you committed to it? Because if you're not, uh, you're going to be in the 12th of never and any road will get you nowhere super fast. That makes perfect sense. That sounds, that sounds wonderful. I'm going to get writing. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Thank Don't you be so afraid to want. The universe is waiting to say yes. Okay. Thank you so very much. Much love. Much love, Loren. Thank you, Denise. The universe is working in your favor. Always. Okay. Yes, that's a song and I got the power. Just like to sing because the songs support us as well. And Lisa's busy going to be writing new songs and we should oh, yeah. all be writing songs. We should be writing the song of our life and we can do it uh, just by knowing what we want in our life. Thank you for this very inspiring quantum conversations, Judy. We love the work that you do, the clarity that you bring. It has absolutely helped all of us today see things from a inspirational perspective, a hopeful, faithful perspective in the face of everything. We've got this. So as we say goodbye, share your final comments with us, please. Yes, you've got this. And yes, you are a remarkable life. You've got to be willing to see it. And yes, Honestly, honestly, if you if you want and if you commit, it's going to drag you past all of those excuses you have for just sitting and doing nothing. So want big. Want big, dream big. And this is why we always say hold your vision of new earth. As we hold that vision of new earth, 
we know the steps to take. We know the songs to sing. We know the vibration to hold. We know what to do in every moment because we are connected so deeply. So I thank you, Judy, for being here. Again, we invite everyone to check out your special offer. The Money DNA course is there. It's an immediate download. That's a treat because that was a good one. It goes really in depth with money, something that is so ugh, programmed for all of us that you'll find tremendous relief from that. There's a link to purchase both of them if you want both. And please join us for the live upcoming Family Constellations and Systemic Work. We'd love to see you and be with you in our very sacred vessel. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, everyone. We love you. Namaste. Thank you, Lorraine. Bye. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.